This is the Shameless Audacity Podcast, and I'm your host, Jessica Fernandez. I'm a mom, wife, pastor, and professional educator. I'm bold about my faith, and I'm obsessed with you becoming the woman God created you to be by speaking life into your circumstances. We will be discussing God, family, career, and ministry. Some of you will agree with me and be like, yes, girl. And some of you will be like, oh, no, she didn't. Either way, I'm going to teach God's truth authentically and with shameless audacity. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Shameless Audacity. I'm your host, Jessica Fernandez, and this week we're going to be talking about dream killers. This is actually going to be a two part series where next week we're going to talk about dream builders. And as some of you like to know, I like to begin my podcast with just telling you a little bit about myself because that's what we're here for. We're here so that you can get to know who I am and that you know that I have a heart for God. Five years ago, I graduated with a doctoral degree in instructional design that took me six and a half years to complete. All in all, I've probably spent a total of 14 to 15 years in college. You're probably thinking, what in the world would possess you to do that? Well, lots of reasons, but ultimately I felt God calling me to do it. I was so excited when I finally made the decision to go back to school and get this PhD. Most people seem super excited when I would tell them about this dream of getting this degree. Some were indifferent and some were just blatantly unsupportive. There were some innocent comments that were actually kind of hurtful. I did have some family and friends say things like, why would you do that? Or why do you think you can actually finish? Or, you know, really smart people do stuff like that. Do you think you will make it? Don't you have enough degrees? Don't you think you should just focus on your kids? And I would just be thinking like, have they been surviving on their own since I enrolled? Or I can't do two things at once? People would even ask me if Richie gave me permission to go back to school. Some people were completely indifferent. They just didn't care. And you know what? That's okay. I love the old saying that says, if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say it at all. And that worked out okay for me. Many people were supportive though. I would get comments like, don't worry, girl, you got this. Don't worry, you'll be Dr. Fernandez soon. I can't wait till you finish. I'm so proud of you. Then I had people who gave me permission to quit. Well, don't worry if you don't finish, at least you tried. You know, only 3% of people in the world have a doctoral degree, so at least you got this far. Year after year, people would ask me, how is that degree going? I can't tell you the embarrassment I felt when I saw someone I hadn't seen in a couple of years and they would ask, so are you still working on that degree? Girl, at this rate, you ain't never gonna finish. During the first, second, and third year, it wasn't too bad when people asked that question. I told people about my progress because it was moving according to plan. I would let them know how many courses I finished, how many residentials I completed. It was pretty good. But the fourth, fifth, and sixth year were a nightmare. I mean, in my fourth year, it took me one full calendar year just to get my topic approved. Then I had the fifth and the sixth year, and no part of my dissertation was being approved. I just wanted to quit more times than I can remember. I remember imposter syndrome kicking in. I thought eventually someone's going to find out that I'm not as smart as I think I am, and those people who didn't truly believe in me would be there yelling, I told you so. Finally, After six and a half years, I was done. After all the tears, after all the sleepless nights, I couldn't believe that I finally accomplished my goal. 
And when I finally accomplished my goal, I felt like I was literally screaming it from the rooftops. I finished, I finished. And after all those years, you would think that all those people who seemed supportive when I was struggling would be ecstatic, but some were definitely not. Actually, the look on their faces did not match the words coming out of their mouths. Their words were congratulating me, but their faces were looking at me like, how dare she dream big dreams and accomplish them? How dare she think she could accomplish things I'm unwilling to accomplish? How dare she think that where we are in life is not good enough for her? I like to call these people dream killers. You see, dream killers are people who tear down your dream because they have none of their own or they are unwilling to make the sacrifices you made to achieve them. Sis, when you're trying to accomplish your dreams, there will always be dream killers lurking around. Sometimes we know exactly who they are and sometimes they are disguised as people that have your best interests at heart like family and friends, people who we respect and love. The Bible talks about dream killers too. I call them the original gangsta dream killers or AKA OG dream killers. Yup, I'm talking about Joseph's brothers in the Bible. Genesis 37, that's where you can find them. Joseph was the favorite son of Jacob because he was born when Jacob was very old. Because he was the favorite, Jacob made him a beautiful coat of many colors. I feel like he was living that Gucci life. Joseph tended his father's flocks and reported back to his father all the bad things that his brothers were doing. So can somebody say snitches get stitches? They hated Joseph because he was their father's favorite and he was a snitch. Joseph has a dream one night where he and his brothers are tying up bundles of grain. Joseph's bundle stands up and his brother's bundles bow to his bundle. Joseph runs and tells his brothers the dream and they are hating on him even more. Then Joseph has another dream and this time the sun, the moon, the 11 stars bowed low before him. He quickly ran to tell his brothers and his father this time. As you can imagine, Joseph was throwing gasoline in the fire of jealousy and hatred his brothers had for him. Now, I'm not saying that Joseph was in the right by running off and telling his dreams to everyone, but I think we need to have a little more wisdom in who we share our dreams with. One day, Joseph is sent to check up on his brothers and the flocks again, aka spy on his brothers, and come back and tell Jacob everything that's happening. But when he goes looking for his brothers, he sees them and his brothers make plans to kill Joseph and throw him in a pit because they specifically and intentionally wanted to kill his dream by killing him. The story they were going to tell their father was that a wild animal ate him. And how many of you know dream killers can be liars too? His brother Reuben suggested that they just throw him in a pit and let him die on his own. But really he was going to go back and save him and bring him back home. The brothers agreed to follow Reuben's plan and just throw him in the pit instead of killing him themselves. But how many of you know that if you enable a dream killer and you just stand around and watch them in action, you are just as bad as the dream killer committing the offense. When Joseph finally arrives to his brothers, they ripped off his beautiful coat and they threw him in a pit. So here we go, y'all. Six ways to identify a dream killer. Now, I don't want you guys going around with the checklist to evaluate all your loved ones to see if they're a dream killer. Number one, dream killers find it difficult to speak life into your dream. The Bible says that his brothers couldn't say a kind word to Joseph and dream killers won't be able to say a kind word to you. They discourage you. They will tell you all the reasons why you can't or shouldn't accomplish your dream. They will give you a list of all the obstacles standing in your way to accomplish your dream because that's exactly how dream killers work. They don't want you to accomplish your dream. So they want to speak death into your dream. 
Number two, dream killers hear the dream and become jealous. See, that's exactly what happened with Joseph and his brothers. Joseph went to tell his brothers about the dream and his brothers immediately became jealous. You see, dream killers begin to think how your dream will affect them. They start thinking how your dream makes them feel. Maybe it makes them feel insecure. Maybe they don't want to be left behind. Maybe they feel like you think you're better than everybody else. Maybe they will feel like a failure next to you. Number three, dream killers are offended because you had the audacity to dream bigger than them. The brothers were offended because the dreams revealed that one day Joseph was going to rule over them and they would have to humble themselves and bow to the youngest brother. Dream killers are offended because you dare to dream a dream bigger than what they could have dreamed up themselves. And they're just mad that they didn't dream that dream first. Number four, dream killers would try to strip you of your credibility, confidence, and favor intentionally or unintentionally. Just as the brothers stripped Joseph's beautiful coat off his body, dream killers want to strip you of your confidence. They want insecurity and fear to paralyze you so you can't move forward. They want doubt to take over so you're distracted with second guessing yourself. What they fail to realize is that they could tear up his coat, but God's favor upon Joseph's life was internal and nobody and no situation or no circumstance could take it away from him. Just like no one and no situation and no circumstance can kill your dream because God has placed it in your heart. Joseph is eventually pulled from the pit and sold into slavery. But ultimately, God used a series of events to give Joseph the opportunity to interpret the Pharaoh's dreams. God reveals to Joseph that there will be a famine. So Pharaoh places him second in command to himself to prepare for the upcoming famine. Joseph does such a good job that there is enough grain for Egypt and neighboring nations. In Genesis 42.1, it says, When Jacob heard that there was grain available in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we'll die. That brings us to number five. Dream killers see the problem, but aren't willing to contribute to solving the problem. The only action the brothers were willing to make was stopping their brother's dream, but they were not willing to take action to work towards their own. The truth is dream killers are unwilling to do what you did to get where you are. I can't tell you how many people would come up to me after I finished my PhD. People would say to me, oh, I wish I can accomplish a dream like that. I can't believe that you worked so hard and so long on that. They could have done it too, but they were unwilling to put the sacrifice that it took in order to accomplish that dream. Number six, dream killers can't see who you really are because they don't have vision. God gave Joseph vision for his life. He knew he would be in charge and that one day he would rule over his brothers. When Joseph's brothers go to Egypt to buy the grain, they are right in front of Joseph and they didn't even recognize their own brother because they were too focused on their own circumstances. The truth is they didn't see the vision on his life when he had the two dreams and Joseph was right in front of them and they still had no vision after all those years. You can't expect people that have no vision for their lives to believe in a vision that God has given you for your life. They can't see it and there is no convincing them of it. Only God can open the eyes of people that have no vision. I want to give you something to think about. Are you allowing dream killers in your inner circle? 
Jim Ron says you are the average of five people you spend the most time with. My dad used to say, tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are. Honestly, when he used to say it, it was the most annoying quote ever. But now that I'm older, I realize how important that statement really is. You see, when you think about your friends, are your friends striving or your friends diving? Are your friends achieving or are they backseating? Are your friends supporting or are they cutthroating? It's so important to recognize who the people are around you. If you answered yes, pray for them. Pray that God would help you set boundaries with them. Sometimes they are friends and sometimes they are family. Pray that God would give you the words to express your feelings to them. Ask God for guidance on how to manage the relationship and guide you in deciding if the relationship should continue. Here's a tough question now. Are you a dream killer? In the blog, Personal Excellence, they revised Jim's quote to say, you are the average of five people you spend the most time with, including yourself. Are you a dream killer because you are surrounding yourself with dream killers? Do you get jealous when somebody tells you about their dream and you wish it was you? Do you feel intimidated when people share their dreams because they have big, audacious dreams? If you answered yes, Pray that God would help you choose words that will bring life to others. That when jealousy or intimidation enter your heart, that you would surrender it to God and ask for healing in those areas. That you would pray that God would reveal his purpose for you and that you would hold on to the purpose knowing it is valuable in the kingdom of God. If you like this show, you might want to check out our ebook, 10 Ways to Becoming Whole. You can find that at www.jessicafernandez.com when you subscribe to my website. Thanks for joining us this week on Shameless Audacity. Be sure to go to www.shamelessaudacitypodcast.com where you can subscribe to this show using your favorite podcast app so you'll never miss an episode. Please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts so that I can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Share with someone who may need to hear this message. And remember, God has called you and me to speak God's truth with shameless audacity. Thanks for listening and see you next time.